whatever those guiding principles are for the vision that you have for your customers to experience when they interact with your brand, make sure you capture those sentiments, you share them with your team and that you are consistently delivering on that customer experience vision. And we're back. Welcome to the latest episode of Commerce and Chill. I am Jessica Johnson Co. Waleed. Hi, Waleed. What's good? Just chilling. It's been a minute since we've been in Commerce and Chill land. It's so great to be back. We switched things up a little bit. You see our cameras on different sides. Oh, you might not see, but it looks the same to everybody out in the audience. Johnson, it just looks different here in the studio. Okay. (laughs) If you say so. Trust me, it, it's going to look the same to everybody out there on uh, Commerce and Chill Land. Yeah, just here it's different. Yeah, so we're going to talk to the people about today. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what you're doing. You, you clickety-clacking looking I'm down. Clickety Who are you texting? Clacking. Who are you texting? Yo, so, okay, we're not you doing... texting the net? No, no, not yet. We're not watching it. We're not filming. I mean, we're filming in real time, but you're not watching in real time. So today... <laughs> We had a tragic accident here in New York City, but you're not watching in real time um, where um, someone attacked several people in a New York City subway station. And so the news media, well, we didn't know. Yeah, because our internet has been down for like two days and I'm here hacking it. Thanks to our lovely uh, voiceover IP provider. We're still having issues with our phone. I will leave them nameless here and they. And so we were kind of two days on the phone with customers disconnected service. from what's going on. But then all of a sudden my phone is ringing. I'm getting all these text messages. Are you okay? So the first time I'm like, yeah, we're okay. Are you okay? Like, yeah, you know, okay. Then our retirement plan, um, people called from Austin, Texas there and they couldn't get through the line. So they're, they're really yeah, worried because our phones are all jacked up. <laughs> And so they leave a so voicemail people, message. People try to call us and then they can't call They're us. They're like, and they oh see my gosh, news. I see on the news what happened in New York. Are you okay? So, you know, we're just trying to, while we're easing into Commerce and Chill episode today, just trying to let people know that we are okay. Um, we pray for the families of those who are impacted by today's incident in the subway. We're going to um, encourage everybody just to be safe, whether you're in New York or not, whether or not you ride the subway, just be careful. Look out for one another and keep your head on a swivel because uh, you just never know when something's going to happen. Um, but um, people who have intentions for harm, um, granted, we're in security and even – we, we notice at times people don't take security very seriously. So um, prayers go out, keep heads up, prayers up. Um, so you mentioned Annette. Annette Fernandez is one of my high school buddies. We were one of three brown girls uh, in our graduating class of eight at the Hewitt School. So last night we hooked up with Annette and her mini-me, Valentina, and we went to see the Yankees play the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, Waleed's not much of a baseball fan. It's like watching the grass grow. I am not particularly a fan of baseball in April. Like, that's the equivalent of going to a 
Green Bay Packer game in the middle of December. Like, why would anybody wasn't sit that cold outside? Yeah, it it was the like weather was in degrees. the the weather was in the fifties. The sky was clear. It wasn't windy. I mean, I felt comfortable. We had great seats. Shout out to our buddies at MSA Security. Thank you, Jessica Hagstrom Glass. Um, the great we had a great view. Unfortunately, the Yankees lost. Nonetheless, we got to spend time with some good friends. Uh, some funny people in our section and we had an (laughs) exceptional customer experience with the exception of your waffles. Do you want to tell the folks about your waffles or we, well, listen, well, but wait a minute, but see, that is a good lesson for customer experience. And let's keep in mind the who the customer is, is relative. So, you know, rewind to last night. It was a little gangster in the stadium. Like the food, the the food court air, the where they have the food. I don't know, not food court, but where the the food vendors are. Like I think they need to do a better job with the signage. They've got all these like digital screens to be like woo, like wings and French fries. But the names of each vendor is like a little sign like this, so I could barely read it. It's a bunch of people. I'm trying not to look up while I'm walking, like. It's like high school when you're a freshman, you don't want to look up at the door numbers because then they know you're a freshman and then you get jacked. So I'm like trying to look and not get run over by the crowd. And I was really, I'm slightly still disappointed because I, I wanted a hot pretzel and I never got one. And I didn't feel like walking to multiple levels to figure out what, like where they need Yankee Stadium. They you probably have directory. this. You probably have it and I just didn't get it or I don't know about it, but you should have an app where all the food court vendors are located so I could just look and see what kind of food they have and go right there or some kind of directory there on a screen or something like that would have been super helpful to me last night but the customer experience it you know it depends on who the customer is so in this scenario I get in line I will not name the place and it was a lot of people which it's a game I get it and they have one option where you can order Uber Eats and there's an express lane so there's like 30 people in front of me and I'm like 30 people, no people. So I whip out my phone. I go on Uber Eats, look up this place, hit pick up, and I make the order. So I get the order. By the time the order comes a little after, Jess rolls up, so she grabs her stuff. and She's like, what's wrong? So I ordered waffles, not chicken and waffles. Everybody, you know, I am said it many episodes, school. I'm vegetarian, so you're not going to catch me slipping on no Commerce and Chill episode. I did not get chicken. I got waffles and french fries. Don't give me no smack because I know those two things don't go together, but there was nothing else for me to choose from there at that particular place, and I didn't feel like walking all around. So the waffles come. You get three waffles. They're the thin ones, and, like, I flip them real fast, and the bottom one is, like, really light. Like, really light. And I like my waffles kind of light, but not that light. So I grab a piece I put in my mouth, and I'm like, damn, batter. It wasn't cooked all the way. So I'm waiting. The young lady is super busy in the Uber lane. She's like, she just keeps looking. Like, never once did she look out of her eye and realize, I gave this guy his food, and he's still standing here. Something must be wrong. But I'll give her a pass because the Uber thing was spitting out receipts like crazy, and she was the only one there. Then another gentleman came over and he was like, yeah. And I was like, hey, I just got these. They're not cooked, my man. He's like, no problem. So he goes in the back. There's a little like auntie slash grandma lady working the (laughs) the waffle grill. And she's clearly pissed that he brings these things back. Like I could see her. She's like throwing her hands up and 
all this. And I'm standing there looking like, do I look smile at her? Do I look mad? Do I look annoyed? Because I don't want to spit in the batter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she looks and he's, she's, and then she looks at me and I'm like, you talking to me? And I was like, I thought she was going to give me the business. And she's just like, like, I guess how many? She's like, those? I was like, three. I had three waffles. So she makes them. She's very frustrated that she has to redo these waffles. It, it's, it was no doubt in her face that she was not frustrated. The gentleman who took the, the uncooked waffle back to her, he was like, yeah, man, I had to get somebody to come over there and talk to her. Like, I was like, she's a little bothered. I was like, I'm not trying to get a hard time. I was just like, it's not cooked. I get it. It's busy. It's just not, I can't eat it. It's kind of raw. He was like, listen, the customer's always right. I was like, listen, I'm not saying the customer's always right. I'm just like, it's just a little raw, my man. Can, like, can we do something? So he's like, yeah, she's working on it. So finally she finishes. He brings it to me. And this is where I say the, who the customer is is relative. Because in their minds, I'm the customer. But in my mind, I'm like, they're the customer. And I want them to have a good experience with me because I want my food to be good. Right? It's, it's, why are you looking like that? Why are you screwing your I'm face I'm just up? listening. So I'm like, I want them to have a good experience with me. They had a good experience when they handed you the food that was cooked, wasn't cooked. I, I, I hear you, but I, I, there's a method to my madness. I want my food to be right when I get it and free from any objects that shouldn't be in it when I go to consume it. So it's important that I have a good experience with them too because now I'm viewing them as they're my customer. I need to please them to a certain degree because I want my food to be right. And if I was you, I would check out this book called The Psychology of Money. I, I listened to it a couple of times and there's some deep stuff in there. And part of what, what, I'm, what I did is in this book. So he gave me the food and I looked at him. I was like, yeah, you know, I had to wait for my waffles. Now my fries is cold. You think you can give me another, swap out my fries? And he kind of looked at me like, bro, you bugging. <laughs> and, then and then I looked at him and I started to be like, you said the customer was always right, but I didn't have to go there. He swapped it out. And just as he was reaching for the fries, I gave him a $20 bill as a tip. And his face was just like, Oh, and he gave me the fries and he was like, thanks. And I was like, no, thank you. And then I looked up to the, you know, past the counter to the, to the ki- auntie grandma in the kitchen area on the, wa- on the waffle and she's duty. looking at me and she's kind of like, kind of smiling, kind of grimacing. And I'm like, come here, come here. And she's making looking her like, burn up her waffles. Right? I made a lead the kitchen, come all the way to the front. She comes to the front and I give her a $20 tip. And I was like, thank you for redoing the order for me. Her face lit up and she smiled from ear to ear. So you can see underneath her mask or she No, she had mask. no mask on. Like they, let me tell you, Yankee Look, COVID Stadium. COVID is still real, y'all. Yankee Stadium, you wouldn't even think COVID ever existed. People was running around with no mask on, hugging people. It was it was free love out there. Hopefully no free. Y'all COVID. know our mayor has COVID. Like, let's not let's oh, not play. He, that's right. You said yesterday he got they said on the news he got COVID. Sorry, sorry, Mayor Adams. Hear that. Hope you feel better. Um Yeah, so that like that experience started out one way for me, started out one way for them, mm-hmm. but then it ended positive for both of us because we both looked at it from a client experience perspective. I looked at them as the client slash customer, mm-hmm. like they're doing this for me, but I want a certain outcome. And then like the gentleman said, he was like, well, you know, you're the customer. You're always right. Not to say that is the case, 
And then they did what they did to get my waffles right. And then he generously got me a plate of hot fries, which I, I truly appreciated. Took those cold ones back. Which relates to today's topic. Today, we're going to talk to you about the best way to deliver exceptional customer experiences and grow so your business important. in seven ways. The customer experience will impact all sides of your business. Some people, especially if you're new in business, don't know how to get started. So in this episode, we're going to walk you through a few tips based on our experiences, along with some examples on how you can create a great customer experience strategy, right? So it's something that you can replicate, duplicate, and do over and over again. Customer experience is a top priority of business, and the reason is simple. Companies that focus on customer experience reduce churn and increase revenues. Leading to higher profits. sound effects or revenues going up? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> For many, customer service and customer experience are seemingly interchangeable. Yet, one is a single touch point with a brand, while the other impacts feelings, emotions, and encompasses the entire customer journey. And if you're talking about repeat customer engagement, you know, we've talked about the lifetime value of a customer. Like it's not just about a single transaction, but what over the course of a relationship with a client or customer you can gain to benefit from or how much you can make from that relationship. Uh, you really want to think about the entire customer journey from start to finish. So chief, in your experience, what is the customer experience? What do you mean? What is it? Like, how would you explain it or describe it to the folks in, in Commerce and Chilla? Especially well, from... Uh, I, I know so, it is so, for, for me and like at the soapbox so or at JSB. Understand, when I'm asking this question, I'm asking you from, as a small business owner and operator, as well as for some from someone who's worked in software development where customer experience or CX is one of the metrics or aspects that you look at when you're creating and developing your software. So you can give us two, two sides of that coin. Yeah. Well, I, I don't even want to talk about from a software perspective. I'm just going to, I'm going to talk about what, what I do. I did some, yes, but I want to speak, I'll speak to what I do more on a regular basis and interact with. Mm -hmm. So speaking of it from, let's use a soapbox perspective. The customer experiences is what I want them to get out of the interaction that they have with our team member, with our brand, with the business, any interaction they have or any touch point they have. What is the experience? So the biggest one I'm going to look at is when they use our service, you know, whether it's wash and fold, dry cleaning or sneaker cleaning. What is that experience they're going to get from the time they they're coming to drop it off. They walk through the door in the store. So when they come in the lobby, what do they see? What do they smell? What do they hear? And then their interaction with our team member when they give them the bag or they're receiving the bag. What's going to be the experience from, from beginning to end? So that, when I hear customer experience, I'm looking at that. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I'm looking at something positive. What is it going to be interacting with us from the beginning to the end of whatever service that we're uh, providing for them? at the box and them having the best experience. And when I say best, I mean good, memorable in a good way, not memorable like, oh, I went there and when I opened the door, the place smelled like uh, dirty clothes. Like they come in the lobby, the lobby is clean. You know, we have 
what's that stuff called? I'll go say aro- was aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. Like we'll have depending infused like, oils. We'll have the infused oils in the lobby, or mm-hmm. we'll have the candles, or we'll have that automatic. Um, what's that thing that you put the oil in the water and it? Psh, that's the infuser. That's thing? the infuser. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. So when you come in, it has a, a certain smell. It the senses. Think about like in in the holiday season, like I think it's around Christmas. You go to some of these malls or different. Well, who goes to malls anymore? But sorry, malls. Like you go to certain department stores, you go places. And they'll have like the live Christmas trees outside. And when you smell the pine, you think of the holiday season. You think Christmas or you think whatever you're, you, whatever that triggers in your mind, you think of something related to that. So they do a lot of research and spend money on it too. At like some stores, like they will pump certain fragrances into the air to trigger these emotions and senses in you, right? And as small business owners, we need to think about all these things that these larger businesses do that we can do on a smaller scale. Like how hard is it to buy automatic air freshener and putting on the wall in the lobby of your store? And then like every set for like every, whatever it goes, every so often it goes, every so often it goes, right? You Like how much does that cost you? You buy that thing for like 15 bucks. You put the can in it, you put the batteries in it and, and your place smells good. And somebody walks in there like, mm, smells fresh in here. Like, and that triggers an emotion for them. Like, and it, it triggers a memory too. Maybe they go somewhere else and smell that same fragrance again. Like you have cinnamon and they go to somebody's house for Thanksgiving and somebody makes a, I don't know, cinnamon. Apple pie. Apple pie or what's those like drinks where you put the cinnamon stick in it? It's like oh, a hot tea. Or, or has yeah, that's hot with it. And then somebody's like, oh, the cinnamon. And they're like, oh, that reminds me of the soapbox. Like when I go in it, it always smells like cinnamon. Right? Like, like experience. Like all those things bring you Bring them back to something. Right. So, I mean, it's no different than when you go to the casinos and the casinos have the lighting a certain way. You no clocks. No clocks. No, and no windows. windows. You lose track of time. You don't know what is night. You don't know if it's day. All you know is you at the, and they keep serving me those free drinks for a reason. Like, and they keep the sounds loud. Oh, somebody run. I could be a winner. Let me keep on. That's part of the customer experience. Like, you got to think about all these little things that, that go on, little and big. And when I think about the customer experience for Johnson Security, it's again end to end, like you talked about. But the, but it includes um, for our external cl- customers, our potential clients, those who use our services. Uh, how do we greet them when we answer the phone when they call for a quote? What our quotes look like? Are they uh, accessible? Like some people might have vision issues, so if we don't you know produce it in a format yep. that people can read, then there's a challenge there. Um, what type of follow-up do we have? When we start a new contract, how do we show up? Do we give them checklists? Are we just like, yeah, we here? You know, do we check back in and make sure that everything is going well? How, do we submit our, our, our invoices in time? And are they correct or are they wrong? And so it's from end to end. When you get those things right, it opens a door for re- return and um, repeat opportunities. I'm sure Cope has said it several times before, especially when we work on a construction project. Um, at the conclusion of the project, the project management team might go to another project or they might even go to another company. And we've gotten several contracts just as a result of someone who worked on a project with us with one company going to a new company and saying, hey, we work with Johnson. Give them a call. Uh, so, yes, that was just that's the, the customer experience bringing the customer. up the register because they had a good experience working with you with one project. And then they move on to another construction company, another firm, and they say, hey, like, we need security. And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's use, let's, oh, I remember this company I worked with before. They had a great experience. And then they 
They call you. They call, they answer the phone. They're like, Jess. It's all good. So I'm going to give you the seven, really quickly, I'm going to give you the seven ways to improve the customer experience, and then we'll dig down a little bit deeper in the time remaining in this episode. So number one, create a clear customer experience vision. Number two, understand who your customers are. Number three, create an emotional connection with your customers. Number four, capture customer feedback in real time. Number five, use a quality framework for development of your team. Number six, act upon regular employee feedback. And number seven, measure the ROI or return on investment from delivering great customer service. So those are the seven tips. Let's start with number one, create a clear customer experience vision. Chief, what do you have to say about that? Listen, you hear this, create a a customer service experience, customer service, customer experience vision, right? Let me me look at my notes. Customer, I'm going to say service again. Dang, I'm stuck on that today. Customer experience vision. You might hear this and you think like, oh, you got to do all this research and prepare like write a business plan and something overly complicated to me it's get a piece of paper your computer whatever you want to do and just write down whatever that interaction the customer is having whether it's with your support team or it's with coming into your store to buy a cup of coffee because you're a cafe or you sell donuts shout out Ilya, fat donut you sell donuts mapping out what it is when they come in they have that transaction and then they leave just write it out. Customer comes in. They ask for a donut. What should your team members say to them in return? How should they package? The, how should they hand them the donut? If they're paying cash or they're paying debit or Bitcoin or whatever, how should they handle the transaction? How should they hand them the receipt? Think of all those touch points that happen throughout that interaction, aka transaction, and then build that out. What you want your team member to say, I want them to smile. I want them blah, blah, blah. Don't never turn your back on them. Always walk sideways when you go to the showcase. Keep the conversation engaged and think of all those things and map it out and then write that out and then put that in a plan to give to your team member to say, every time someone comes in to buy a donut, this is how you do it. If every time they come in to buy a coffee, this is how you do it. Right. And so, um, Where you can, if you're not sure where to start when you're writing out that document, start with the guiding principles of what you want that experience to be. Start with some statements. So when people come to the soapbox, they will feel appreciated. They will feel energized. They will feel, uh, I don't know, well, like. Clean. They will feel clean. (laughs) Yes, I was Try not to say that one. <laughs> they will um, feel so fresh and so clean. And then you make sure that you communicate that, that in the background? to your entire team so that even in your absence, your team will understand and be able to deliver on those things. I was at an event last week and the um, celebrity chef Mark, well, Marcus Samuelson from Red Rooster here in New York and several other restaurants, he was speaking and somebody asked him, well, Marcus, how can you open up all these different restaurants and not be there and you still maintain the quality of your brand. And he simply said, in line with this, System. well, no, he said, I'm very clear about describing my brand to my team so that my team buys into it. And then my team comes back with ideas on how we can improve the brand. And Makes then if sense. any at, at any time, 
I sway away from what the brand vision is, my team holds me accountable and brings me back. And so whatever those guiding principles are for the vision that you have for your customers to experience when they interact with your brand, make sure you capture those sentiments, you share them with your team, and that you are consistently delivering on that customer experience vision. What's that look for? Number two. Number two, understand who your customers are. The right way to build upon a customer experience is to know which customers you're you're trying to. You don't want to have lollipops as part of your customer experience if your clients come in and got cavities. I don't know. That was, I couldn't think of anything else to go with it, but you probably want what lollipops to be part of your experience. If that's what they, they, they have, cause you don't know your customer. Well, well, if you service many different segments or many different markets or many different potential end users, then one thing that we recommend is that you segment those different groups into Segments uh, or personas. I know you don't like personas, so that's why I didn't say it. Customer no, it's profiles. Avatars. Oh, that I keep like. Listen, I get what they are. I just, I just hear, uh, some things I just hear running the ground so much. I just be like, okay. So if you div- if you segment your customers into these different personas or different profiles, then you better understand what you need to do to to address their needs and to empathize with their situations and the things that they face. So when you just to how get, to tailor the experience towards them because you understand and know who they are. So to go back to your lollipop example, right? If you have a hardware store and you know that parents are coming into the hardware store after school and they may have their children with them, then maybe you do put out lollipops so that the kids um, have something that they can be enjoying while but the parents population are shopping. Is you serve as diabetics, maybe you don't want to have lollipops. Well, maybe you don't want to have lollipops unless you have a sugar-free lollipops. But why, why would you want a sugar-free lollipop? Sugar period. Well, anyway, number three, create an emotional connection with your customers. You've heard the expression. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Well, the best experiences are created when members of your team create an emotional connection with a customer. Know their name, remember some things about them, like they said something about their their kids or a family member, and then they come in next time and be like, hey, how was the graduation, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, wow, like you remember. Emotional. Customers become loyal because they are emotionally attached and they remember how they feel when they use your product or service. A business that optimizes for an emotional connection outperforms competitors by 85% in sales growth. I don't know where that statistic came from, but... <laughs> it's like at the baseball game last night. This guy was like Stantonian eight twenty seven. I was like, dude, he's like, that's in the Bible, y'all. What he say, y'all smack it, I'll crack it. I don't know. It was like you we, throw it, I'll hold it. I don't know. It was a cast of characters sitting around yeah. us, but nonetheless, they nonetheless, were awesome though. That's all. I whatever can say. you need to do to make that emotional beers. connection with your customers. Do that um, because in a positive way, because that can lead to better, stronger relationships, longer connect relationships and increased revenues for you and your brand. Chief, you want to give them the example of um, Todd? Todd. Todd. Oh, Laundry Depot. Watch Depot. Oh, 
taught. Because I think that kind of like w- w- I think that like that kind of relating covers, it to what now? Sorry, that recovers item two and I mean three and four. Four is capture customer feedback in real time, and three is create an emotional connection with your customer. So you may have heard us talk about the Laundromat Millionaire Conference a few weeks ago. And while we were there, we got to meet this great guy named Todd who sponsored. I was on the panel. He was on the panel. Who sponsored the after party. And Todd was just a who. Yo, Todd is gangster. That's all I can say. Since it was such an intimate gathering, we got to spend a a lot of time with different operators and different participants. And and Todd was telling us how he was from New York. And we told him we cleaned sneakers. He's like, oh, my sneaker game is tight. And he went home and took a video. Yeah, he showed you showed me a picture of he all the sneakers. He took a video of the sneakers in his closet. He was like, quite this is few. just one closet. Yeah, it was quite a few. And I was like, whoa, they look a little dirty there. <laughs> so he and Waleed, they they made a connection. They were vibing. And Waleed put together a special Right. Kit so I had meant, well, I saw he showed me the photo and I joked him and was like, Yeah, you need to get those things clean. And he made a comment to me and you know about the soapbox and we just laughed. And um when I looked at the, the photo again, and I was just like, there was quite a few pairs. I mean, they weren't bad dirty. They were just like, you know, they, they needed some refreshing. And I was like, you know, I appreciate he sponsored the after party. And I was it was a great connection. And I was like, listen, you know, let us clean a couple pairs of sneakers, you know, on us. And Todd was like, no, no, no. Like very, you know, what is, I don't want to. I don't want to say humble is not the right word, but he was very like, you know, no, that's not necessary. Well, like, listen, this is cool. Like we made a great connection. I'm throwing a party is my pleasure. I, you know, I appreciate everybody coming. So we got back to New York. We mailed a couple empty boxes to him with everything he need, the shipping labels and everything. So he make just, it easy. Just right. make it easy. Whatever you're asking to, of the customers, to, make it easy. So he could just do. put his sneakers in a box and mail it back to us. So lo and behold, I look on LinkedIn, shout out to Todd again, and he sends a video, he's sitting at his desk, and he's like, Waleed, I, I'm going to have to figure out how to get this video off LinkedIn, because it doesn't let you download it from your, your direct messages in LinkedIn, but I'll figure something out. He's like, Waleed, you know, he's sitting at his desk, he's like, I got everything, he's like, the packaging, you just made this super easy for me, he has the sneakers on his desk, and the boxes, the empty boxes we mailed him. He's like, I open it up. The instructions are here. The mailing labels. You you got everything. It's on point. And he just had to throw the sneakers in the box, put them in a bag, seal it, and stick the mailing label that we sent to him on the box. And uh, lo and behold, I want to say a couple of days ago, his sneakers arrived at our store. So the the experience he has had based on the video he shared with us was was great based on the way he received it in the mail, the packaging, you know, the brand, the um, I'd say the branding on the package, the packaging and the way it was, you know, branded and, and, and printed. He spoke very highly of it. And now it's up to us to deliver a great experience now with the sneakers, making sure we clean them and process them to a great level of to his satisfaction right. and then get them shipped back to him. So he has the same experience he had in the beginning 
Now he has an even better experience at the end because now he's got the, the, the final product, the clean sneakers. All right. So item again, number four, is capture customer feedback in real time. How can you tell if you're delivering a wow customer experience? Surveys. You can ask. Questions. And ideally, you do this by capturing feedback in real time. Use live chat tools and have real-time conversations. And when done, send a follow-up email to every customer using post-interaction surveys, and similar customer experience <laughs> tools. Or, of course, it's possible to make outbound sales calls. You know, get you an intern, get you your niece and nephew that's out of school and getting on your nerves and eating all your cereal. Um, and you do make sales calls to customers in order to gain insightful feedback. It's also important to tie customer feedback to a specific customer support agent if you have those. Which shows well, this every, is really getting deep here. Every team member, the <laughs> difference they are making in the business. We got a customer service department now at the soapbox. Well, yeah, you are. I mean, every everybody, everybody no, we got plays. Dedicated. They sit, everybody they sit plays in the a role in the customer experience, and so Hello, thank if you someone, the soapbox. Gwendolyn here, how can I help you? <laughs> The 24-hour support technician here at the Soapbox. And so we've been very fortunate, especially at the oh, Soapbox. You're missing a sock. No where worries. our customers are capturing um, their own video footage and posting, especially like on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, like they he took come, his own video and like he had the camera set up and everything. Like it was. Like it he was, was ready to give us It was stable. Like he was sitting down and he's like, yeah. I was like, yo. You're the man, Todd. And so in a position, if you don't necessarily have a team, you can encourage your customers to give you feedback, send you videos like that, post their re responses mm. and, um, on Instagram and see what kind of results you get. Number five, use a quality framework for development of your team. So you don't just want to just leave your team there. You want to bring your team along with based on the steps that we've already shared with you. Um, and then I talked about your specific agent. You want to help tie individual performance to what customers are saying about their experience. So if you are having um, a great experience, an exceptional experience, and developing an exceptional experience for those customers, if it's someone who's at the front desk, well, then make sure you give that person a shout out. Miss Ami, you, since you've come and started working at Johnson Security, uh, we've seen customer satisfaction based on phone calls go up however many percent. So you want to build out a framework that you can measure and that in addition to that, you use that information to build your team and help your team develop professionally and to better deliver on that exceptional customer experience. Number six, act upon regular employee feedback. What would you like to add about that? To keep it like, keep it super simple. There's mm -hmm. a lot of software out here. Like you probably haven't, don't even know you have it. Like if you have a payroll provider, a lot of them have these called employee like experience or in satisfaction where it sends them like a two question survey, like every day or every couple of days when they're at work and just like, Hey, how was your day today? And they don't even have to like choose multiple choice, like drop downs, any of that. It's just like happy face, sad face, regular face. And they just click on that. And like, you can get the pulse of like what's going on with your team members, whether, you know, they're remote, they're in, you know, in the field, like they're local, but they're just not under the same roof as you. Or even if they are under the same, the same roof as you. The key is that you get continuous employee feedback Get your employees engaged and then act upon the feedback that they give you because you, I'm sure you can attest. If somebody asks you for advice and you don't follow up, then you're not probably not going to keep giving them advice unless it's like your best friend and you always give them advice and they never follow. Anyway, other people though, if they're asking you for feedback and you don't take it, then 
I mean, they don't take it and you give them feedback, then you like, why waste my time? Many times that's how our employees feel. So if you're asking your employees to, to let you know how things are going Just and they're giving you recommendations, let them know that they're being heard, engage them, and then follow up and do it on an ongoing basis. Don't just wait and do it once a year. Do it on an ongoing basis. And there are some very cost-effective tools out there that you can use to do that. Yeah, just do something. And feedback you get from the team members. You can't act on all of it. You can't do every single thing, but just do some of it. So then they see what they say has been enacted or they see that their opinion, you know, makes a difference. Just like I know it's super hard. It's challenging for us. We fall into it. But just do some of the things. They they tell you some stuff and you're like, oh, that doesn't make just do it, man. Just do it. And then they they will feel very they they will feel very good about it. Just do it. Trust me. And then number seven, measure the ROI or return on investment from delivering great customer experience. Has my revenue gone up? That's really the answer. How do you know if your investment in teams, process, and technology are working and paying Look off? Look at the results. You see, like your sales go up. Are there, you know, d- d- decreased in, you know, in the efficient, the time that you deliver, you have more efficiencies happening in the business. Like, look at the results that happen in the business from delivering those great customer experiences. Like, it, it should have a huge positive effect on your business on multiple levels. Now, keep in mind, revenues and money, uh, they are a good barometer, but they're not the only measurement that you can take into account. You might take into account um, the length of a relationship with a client, the amount that that client spends with you, um, the amount of referrals that client provides you with. So it's not just one loan metric, but think about the metrics that are going to make the most sense for you and your business. And then tailor your business so that you can get more of those results. There you go. In closing, I wanted to share a couple of statistics with you about the exceptional. Did you get these statistics where the other ones came from that you were like, I don't know where these came from, but Uh, go ahead. Somewhere on the internet, ladies and gentlemen. From the Encyclopedia of Everett. (laughs) <laughs> number number one somewhere 60, on the internet somebody fact oh shoot 64 percent of consumers are more likely to recommend a brand to others if it offers simpler experiences and communication for example if your client is calling and you're trying to wrap up the podcast you start talking a little bit faster oh, bro, and then ask them d- if you could call them back what kind of that's example of customer experience so the customer the client is calling her right and some of you might think she just hit the button that says, like, ignore call or, like, send to voicemail. She actually hit the button because she created custom text messages. So she hit one of the custom messages she created to send to the client that, oh, I'll give, like, on another call, I'll call you soon or, you know, something like that. Not saying that's exactly what she said because that means she's lying because she's not on a call. Well, technically, she's on a call with everybody out in commerce and chill. But she's friends. not on a call call. But that's okay. Th- that's he said an KK. example. Right. He just texts back and was like, OK. Right. So that w- that's a classic example of customer experience where you could have just said, oh, I'm letting go to voicemail, call him back. And now you're not thinking that customer slash client is sitting there. Like, think about when stuff goes wrong and you can't talk to someone and you want to get a problem solved. You start like depending on the type of person you are, you're like you start getting antsy. Some people start hyperventilating. They start getting angry because they want somebody to talk to them to solve their problem. And a lot of times they don't want you to solve the problem right then and there. They, they just want you to respond. They want somebody to hear. 
Yeah. What's going on? Like, what's going wrong? Yeah. So that's a good example. Like, click real fast using technology and using the system to say, hey, sorry, I'm, I'm on a call right now or I'm in a meeting right now. I'll get back to you as soon as I get out. Now, that person's like, wow, they, they acknowledged me and they gave me a response of when they're going to get back to me. Like, it's, it's super important. All right. Number, uh, statistic number two, 71 percent of people recommend a product or service because they received a great experience. Let your brand be one of those great experiences and build a vision so that you can deliver that. And then lastly, 65% of all consumers find a positive experience with a brand to be more influential than advertising. It's word of mouth. You have a great experience. Somebody wants to come back. Like you want to have, you know, shout out to Mike. I had a phone call with him this morning with Jess. And like we had a great conversation, had a good experience on the phone. Shout out to Will who I did a demo call with last week for some of his business services. And we had a great demo. We had a great conversation and we're going to move forward with them in these projects that we have coming up like, like next week, this week into this week, next week, because of the experience that we had. Now it's up to them as well as ourselves to deliver a great experience going forward for them to deliver a great experience with us, with the service they're going to provide us to make sure that we're happy. And it's also important for us to interact with them and give them the proper service because to a certain degree, they become our customer because they're working with us. They become a partner. We need to give them the proper feedback so they can service us well. So if you don't yet own a small business and you are employed, then consider your employer, your client or customer and how you deliver your services to your employer um, should be great, especially as you are trying to, if you are trying to work your way into being self-employed and being a business owner. Um, what happened? It's 440. Okay. 58. I got a five o'clock call. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Customer Even if you experience. don't have a, if you you don't have a business yet, your employers are your customers and clients. So how you serve them and do your job is can dictate what a great experience is. So use these tips, whatever right. your, your walk is. You could use them internally. And then right. let us know how That's that works point. out. We thank you all for visiting us for another episode in co- of Commerce and Chill. In closing, I am Jessica Johnson Cope. I'm Wally. See I'm you out. soon.